This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. Here's the thing, though. You never answered my question about Tage Thompson. And by I the said way, five and a half million. And then I asked, million. I countered a question with you and I said, well, how much do you think? How far off am I? You're way off. He is going to be making eight plus. What? One. How the fuck? How? When? Tell me when. How many years until he makes that? When this contract? Scored. This summer, this he's going to be making $8 million. No, because he still has a year left on his deal. He has okay, one so- more year at 1.4. And then this summer, I would be shocked. If this they summer? Did, like this, 20, this summer, 22? They are going to, they're going to uh, re-up Cage Thompson. At $8 million average. Or more. I need to let this process for a minute because here are you he's had, I'm going to say this without being dramatic and yelling. Cause it, I, like right now I'm, 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 I'm just kind of, he said, he said one year. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He said one, one year given all the opportunity in the world to play first line center. Is he a first line center? Do not, do not make this mistake. Can you I, let can him I, can play. Can I ask you a question? Can let him question? play this year out. Can I ask you a question? Sure. You know a player named Joshua Norris? Yep. Ottawa Senators. Okay. Did you see the contract he just signed? I know it was big. What is it? 63.6 million for eight years. They locked him up. He's 23 years old, kid. 23 years old. Okay. $7.95 million. Last year, he had 55 games played, or 66 games played. He had 35 goals and 50, 55 points. Tage Thompson had 68 points, 38 goals last year. Okay. So the question is where does Tage Thompson fit into a player like him? I'm not doing it. I'm, and not- you know why? You know why I'm not? Here's why I'm not doing it. Because Kevin Adams doesn't have to. Because Kevin Adams has a shit ton of, of young players. And, and he does not have to go and give that money away to Tage Thompson this summer. See if Tage can do it again. I'm not saying he can't, and I'm not betting against him, but I will gladly pay him eight and a half, nine, if well, he you- is for real. But for right now, we have one season with no pressure, playing with dream line mates with no pressure and all the freedom because a player, a player like Tage, I don't know that he would be given the regular ice time he was given if he's as a centerman, if he's losing all these faceoffs. Can't have him. We can't pay a fucking first line centerman eight and a half million. That's at fucking twenty two percent. Can't. Sorry, you pay the guys that are at fifty nine, sixty, sixty one percent. Well, then you'd be the best in the league. Okay. Well, then fine. Fuck. What? Give me forty five percent. Show me that you're a centerman. I'll pay you that money. I don't pay him as a first line centerman. You don't know him. He's a centerman. Because he got all the opportunity in the world last year to be to be put in a position to succeed. 
And don't give me power play. I need five on five. That's where you win. That's where you win games. Okay. Can't pay him that. I don't care what Ottawa does. I don't give a shit what Ottawa. You know why Ottawa had to pay him? Because Ottawa had to pay him because no one wants to fucking be in Ottawa. Period. They had to trade for Debrinkit and Giroux, Giroux's going home. Like, Josh Norris might not want to be in Ottawa. Tell me, McKenzie's, McKenzie's been in trade rumors about Ottawa. You think he wants to go to fucking Ottawa? I know he's from there, but you think he wants to leave Florida and the taxes and everything to play in Canada at 55%? Fuck, I don't know. They had to pay Josh Norris that much because they are, they are. But here in Buffalo, things are good. Can I ask you a question, Andrew? Sure. You ever heard of a guy named Robert Thomas? Yeah, Bob Thomas. He's the lead singer for Matchbox 20. Okay. He's also uh, has a second career, plays in the National Hockey League for the St. Louis Blues. A young centerman, 23 years old. Just signed a contract, Andrew. Did you know that? Sitting by the overcoat, the second shelf, the note she wrote that I can't bring myself to throw away. <laughs> Eight years, $65 million, $8.125 million a year, Andrew. You know how many uh, goals he had last year? 20, was he in the 30s? 72 games he played. Okay, how many goals did he have? You tell me. Fuck, I don't have his numbers in front of me. I know he was having a good year. I know he had a good year. I mean, come on. Okay. Like, okay. I was going to say 29, 20. I was going to say 27. But 29? He have 30 what something. What did he have? No. Tell me. I'm just going to say. Did he no. get in the 40s? No. Go ahead. Don't look him up. Don't look him I'm up. Not look. looking, I'm not looking him up. I'm not looking. I wouldn't do that. I like up last game. year. He just signed for $8.125 million. 40. I better have had no. 40. No. 50? I don't, think I, no. There were, I don't think there were that many 50. I know he didn't have no. 50. 22? No. Lower. How many points did he have? 77. Okay. So 18 goals. He was 20 goals, 77 points, okay? Tage Thompson had 38 goals, 68 points. Tage Thompson had 38 goals and 68 points. He's 6'6", 220 pounds. He's got unbelievable skills. He's got an unbelievable shot. He has now established himself as the number one center on our team. And he's, he's only 24 years old. How are you? How are you saying he's established himself as the number one center? And how is is Norris established himself when they're winning games and he's shutting teams down at the other end of the rink and, and winning big face-offs and key moments and, you know, like all that stuff, then I will sit there and I'll say, he's our number one centerman, but he's, he's okay. But I need to see that first. Cage Thompson, not only is is your number one power play guy, he's also killing penalties. Okay. So he kills penalties. He's on your first power play. 
He's on at the end of every game. But he's getting all these opportunities because the team was shit and they were out of the playoffs. And they like, I just want to manage expectations. I don't want another I'm another Jeff Skinner contract like where you have a guy that had a monstrous year. We pay him and then he's either injury prone or he is, you know, not able to live up to it. Like, why do we have to go from one six? What's he making? One six, one four, one four. Okay. Why do we have to go from one four to eight five? What the fuck are we doing here? This is the problem. With the whole situation, with the team, like we're sitting on, like, come on, like I get it, he's young, but like, my God, one year, this isn't the NFL where you can cut a guy and the money's gone and you only have to give him the guaranteed bonus money. Like this is fucking forever money until the contract expires. Would you want to try and talk Tage Thompson into a five-year deal? I would say to Tage Thompson right now, I would say, look, I can't give you an eight-year deal. I know you're going to be very good. But, I mean, if you go, I can give you, I don't think I would sign him this year. Like, what do you mean? Like, what are we talking about here? I would not. I would put my foot down and say, go and earn your contract. Are you Josh Norris? Are you this guy? Are you $6 million, $7 million, $8 million, or $9 million? Which one are you? Go and prove it to me this year right there. So that when you sit his ass down for making a crucial mistake, trying to be unbelievable in the neutral zone in game 36 of the regular season, when you're up by a goal on a great team and they score and you sit his ass down, he doesn't have the weight of a $64 million contract on his shoulders. He's just a kid still finding his role on 1.4 million and he's going to get paid, but we're not going to put him in a position to have to answer questions about sitting while he's fucking up. You keep talking about the negative. You're always continuing to talk about I'm being sitting. conservative. I'm being conservative with the money. Like, Name me a player last year that you witnessed that you saw being sat for the Sabres. That's what I'm saying. Because it None. doesn't happen anymore. Oh, well, it's going to when the games and the pressure are a little bit more. That's we just talked about this with Gio. That's when you're establishing who is your defender type centerman, wingers, this and that. Well, let's see what guys, he is. And let's see what these guys are, player. Craig. That's all I'm saying. We can so you just, haven't seen enough of, of Cage Thompson. Do you think that no, he, missed, he missed a year and a half? Do you think they've seen enough of uh, Robert Thomas? He had an injury recently too, didn't he? Didn't he miss some time with a well, knee or something? He had a he had his first year. Did he not 30, win a cup? Thirty three points. Was he not on the cup team? Yes, he was. So he so he's won year. a cup. Oh, he's won a so he's won a cup, and he was a first round pick. And he's had how many good years? Hold on, he was twentieth uh, overall. Yeah, I know that because I think P, uh, that's the so he had a thirty three point year. O'Reilly deal. Pardon? Thirty three points in seventy games. 66 games played. He had 42 points. Then he was injured. 33 uh, games played. He had 12 points. And then last year he had 72 games, 77 points. I think they're, I think they're crazy for signing him to that contract. Okay. They may have signed him to that deal, but that doesn't mean that I agree with their philosophies and how they sign players and bring them in. I wouldn't do that here. 
I wouldn't do that here. I thought that's the whole point of all this. We want to see what we have in this guy. We want to see what we have in that guy. Well, do you, do you not think that you've seen? I want Dylan Cousins of- to believe that he's better than Tage Thompson and he can bump him out of a spot. And I want to see Tage Thompson handle that pressure. Guys chasing him down and like, you think Casey Middlestad's happy that fucking Tage Thompson had 38 goals? He's happy for Tage. I mean, he kind of. But deep down, he's like, fuck, that was my spot. I was supposed to be the number one centerman on this team. I got hurt. Yeah. Tage reaped the benefits. Did he ever? So this isn't negative. This is philosophy. This is just my philosophy. So Joshua Norris, three games his first year. His second year, he played 56 games, had 17 goals and 35 points. His third year in the league, which was this year, 66 games played, 35 goals, 55 points. Played on an absolutely horrendously bad team, worse than the Sabres, and got all of the opportunity. And you would say... And if both were UFAs, which which are more likely to walk away from their team. Probably Norris. You know why? Because Ottawa's not a great place to play right now. It's not. It's just not. And it hasn't been. That arena sucks way out there. They're trying to get a new rank. Like, it's it's not. It, it's not. Like, back then, when they were good, when we played them, that's because they landed some great. They had Alfredson, Spezza, Heatley. Like, they had a whole shit ton of players. They yeah. built that the way the Sabres should be building their team. But the point is, they all fucking left. Do you know why? Because Ottawa sucks to play in, and the taxes suck. Okay, the weather sucks. The rink sucks. What do you mean the taxes suck? It's the same as New Jersey, New York, playing it for the Rangers. Oh, I played in New Jersey. It's not. Taxes in Canada are like 54%. No, they're They're not. Only in Montreal. Okay, they're they're over 50. They're over 50. They're fucking over 50. In New Jersey, I was paying 40% tax. So it's still cheaper. And And the money's worth more back home. So anyway, my point is... I think Tage likes it here. I don't think Tage would turn his back on on the team. I think he wants to be here. This is, I don't think that he believes maybe yet that he can go and do somewhere else what he's done here last year. And it's only one year. I think you're wrong. I think Tage Thompson, and this is, this is why I love talking about Robert Thomas and him signing, you know, his $8.125 million deal. He only scored 20 goals. And then you look at, you know, the, the complete opposite where you have Joshua Norris, another centerman, another young guy, 23 years old. He just signed a contract set. It's basically an $8 million. It's $7.95 million, eight year deal. He had 35 goals, 55 points. Okay. He played 66 games. So he missed, still missed 16 games. And all I'm saying is Tage Thompson is, is, Right there with both of those two guys. Cage Thompson is going to be paid. He is going to get paid. And I don't have any problem paying Cage. I don't want them to pay him. Okay. Just I want to I think, uh, yes, I think St. Louis knows more about what they have in Tage than what they, what, or what they have in uh, Robert Thomas than what they have in Tage. So you're, and, and, and I looked it up too, which, uh, Robert my, Thomas, they played the exact same amount of games and he has 60 more points. Yep. Well, he's played 17 more games. Okay. 
Tage went from eight goals, six assists, 14 points in 38 games, which translates to about 28, 30 points, if I'm being generous. So would you be okay. happy right now if, if and you're gonna and then Evan Adams and were to come out up. and say that you know we'll we'll sign or we just signed Tage Thompson to an eight year deal look for at seven Bill, million dollars a year? Look at William Carlson. He's kind of cooled off a little bit too. Yeah, he went and had one really really great year. He had another good year to follow up. But I mean, fuck, aren't we trying to get rid of him in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, we are. And I, I, you know what, PD, I, I, I don't disagree with your thought process of of waiting because there is no there is no dire straits for the sabers right now okay it's not like they have to sign tage thompson but what i'm trying to say is i would sign tage because if he does go out next year and he does put up 75 points and he does score 37 goals he is going to be paid eight and a half million dollars. Okay. And what if he goes out and scores 20 goals, 20, 24 goals, yep. 26 assists? Okay. It's 50 points for those of you wondering what the math is there. I didn't want to give him 25 because that's yeah, a milestone. I, mean, I gave him 24 and 26, 50 yep. points. It would be, it would be, uh, It'd be a different contract. There's no no question about it. Um, and that could fucking happen. And could happen. And and I'm looking at Bill Carlson right now. That could happen. Yep. It's William Carlson for those wondering. And Tage Thompson is is a restricted free agent. He's still after this contract next year at one point four million dollars. He's still a restricted free agent, so they they still have time to work with 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 Tage and the contract. But you know what? What I'm what I'm what I'm thinking in my mind is sometime when you've had the when you had the opportunity here in Buffalo, okay. And I'm just going to talk Buffalo, not St. Louis or not Ottawa. But they've seen enough of Tage Thompson, not only on the ice, but off the ice of what this young player is about because Tage has been in the Buffalo Sabres um, organization for four years. So let's give him eight for eight. Yippee. We know him. He's a great guy. He had a great year. Let's give him well, maybe you don't give him eight for eight. Million. Maybe, maybe you give him, maybe you give him less than that. You should be because, because he's going to have to bank on himself. He's going to have to say, you know, no, I think I'm worth, this number i'm worth the same as norris i'm worth the same as as uh, thomas but he's gonna have to go out this year and he's gonna have to have the same year or better to get the number that those two players and if he doesn't and if he scores 23 goals and he misses 15 games due to injury and he's not the same type player, and he has 15. Then I'm giving him a two-year, 4.5 or 5.5, five, up to 5.5. Five. I mean, I, that's what I'm giving him, two-year deal. What I'm trying to say is, why can't, why can't Tage Thompson's representation and Kevin Adams, the thought press of saying, hey, let's meet in the middle. 
you're 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 talking about a home run. You're talking about Case Thompson having you know 37 goals and 75 points next year, which is probably going to pay him around eight to eight and a half million dollars. Well, why can't we drop that down to seven point two five or seven and a half million dollars for an eight year deal? And you're and you're getting job security. You're getting the security, and the pressure is now not on you. Just go out and perform. No, you're I, still I, waiting. I'm, I'm I'm sticking to my guns. I'm waiting because okay. there comes a time during the season where you can reward him midway through the year with a deal. It's like after I can't remember. It was a January one, maybe, or maybe yeah, it's but it, February. It, there's no way he's going to sign during the year because if he's shredding it, he knows he's shredding it. Yeah, but if he's shredding it at a pace, you're going to pay him for that pace anyway. You've already, you know, you're at that point. Then sit and wait. Sit and make it uncomfortable. Take your ARB deal. You want to yeah. keep banking on yourself? That's what I think players should do anyway. But I understand the long-term security because it's key word. Well, listen, I mean, I, I'd like to get him under a contract a lot less than $8 million. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't mind paying uh, Cage Thompson for eight years. I really don't. He's 24 years old. I do, but what I, I do because players are changing at 28, 29, 30, man. Like they're just, you know, like that's it. I, I, I'm not, I think younger players can get it done. You need players between 23 and 27 with some, like those are the prime years, 28. You're starting to look at and say, I'd rather have a younger guy than pay this guy max about max amount for three good years and then have five more years of trying to get rid of his deal. So what, so what if I, what if I were to tell you that they, they extended Tage under a five, six year deal at 8 million. When, what, when after he scores 40 next year? Yeah, it's great. Are you, st- okay. do you think you're trying to All break right. me down? I am Craig, Craig, if Tage's camp came and said, We'll get. We'll take eight years, five million per year. Oh come on, man! That is so unrealistic. So don't. That's why I'm telling you. I'm not taking the. I'm not taking the deal. What? Honestly, as a team, I'm like. No. So now you're. What what were you going to ask me? I want to know what is a realistic uh, contract for Tage, because you you seem. I'll tell you next year at this time. Okay. Or I'll That's tell fine. you in January. And I look, he's the player that I look forward to watching most in Buffalo, that player, because he has put a spotlight on him. Yeah. And when he whistles a couple high and wide and goalies are aware of his shot and his teams are playing him a little harder because he's Tage Thompson and they're closing gaps on him. He's got a long stick and defensemen are getting up. He's starting to play against the other team's top the pair and line every single night. It's not, Hey, let's, you know, we're just, we're playing the Sabres. No, no, they're going to have a little more attention. I really look forward to seeing him and a God, I hope he does. I hope he does. Cause to me, it doesn't matter how much they pay him. If they can make it work, I want to see the guy do well, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give it to him now after one year. Yeah. Well, you sit there and you look at Tage Thompson. And you look at the success he had with Jeff Skinner and, and Alex Tuck. And that, that line might not even be together. I mean, um, 
you could have Victor Olsen up on the right-hand side with Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, okay? And Casey Middlestack could be playing with Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck So who's going to do the year. digging on that line? Who's going to be the Thompson. down below the – who's going to be – Tage Thompson's a shooter. Yeah, well, he's going to have to do the digging three work shooters. you know it's not coming from Victor Olsen. That, then I'm not paying him $8.5 million or $8 million. I'm not signing him because I want to see if he can do that work on the line with those guys. Are you kidding me? That's hard work. You know who can do that work? You know who does do that work and doesn't get enough credit for that work? And he makes great plays from, the, from below the goal line. Guy by the name of Alex Tuck. Yes, he does. And that's why I, I, I look at the success that the Skinner, Thompson, and Tuck line had, but they might have to divvy that up a little bit to strengthen another line. Like having Tage, T- just hear me out. Having another line with Casey Middlestad at center, Peyton Krebs on the left wing with Victor Olofsson, that line is, it, again, they're all super crazy skilled hockey players, but I'm not sure the success will happen because of the styles of, of, of players they are. I think Alex Tuck with Peyton Krebs and, and Casey Middlestad could be an absolute incredible, incredible line. I really do believe that. All right. Well, you know, we're going to we'll, have to wait and see. Well, we're going to have to this, wait. And this see. conversation started with uh, Panarin, went to Matthews, and it's just, I love contract talk. I mean, I, I, again, those are some deals that people, like you bring up Robert Thomas, you bring up Norris. Those are players that people may not be aware of signed for these this kind of money because people focus, people that listen to this show, they focus on the Sabres, they focus on their team wherever they are. I mean, we have listeners from all over. So, they may not know about Robert Thomas's deal. They may not know about Josh Norris's deal, but they do now. Um, well, great stuff. Next episode will feature Thomas Vanek, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on free agency. And, and there are obviously a lot more deals for us to discuss, but I don't want to jam them into one show. It's just, it's too much. There's been so much going on. But before I let you go, I need to get your take on one thing. Okay. Max Pacioretty traded from Vegas for future considerations. Alarming? Well, I mean... He was hurt uh, last year. He was, he was down the stretch. He was banged up. He couldn't perform. I remember they were playing in those games where they needed a win to try to get into the playoffs. You know, we were watching them closely, obviously, because of Jack. And Pacioretty was he was trying. I think he had a hip issue. Yeah. So that's a salary dump. It's a salary dump. But I mean, again, huge salary dump, but you're getting a, you know, Max Pacioretty as much as he was, he was banged up a little bit. He, he's not 36, not 37. He's 33 years old. He still has game lift in him. You know, and let's, let me, let me put this in perspective for you. He was injured last year. Max Pacioretty in 39 games last year had 37 points and 19 goals. Vegas Golden Knights for future freaking considerations gave up a player that was on pace for 40 goals and a point a game for nothing. 
because they managed their cap so poorly in Vegas that this is where they're at. I remember reading something that, uh, you know, everybody's shitting on Jack Eichel. He's the one who screwed everything up there. Because you got Jack Eichel, you had to give away Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, your first rounder at 16 this year, who turned into Osland. You had to give up um, Dylan Coglin. Dylan Coglin. You had to give up Max Pacioretty, but you also had to give up another guy that I think went to Montreal Canadiens. Help me out here. Uh, Suzuki. Suzuki went there in Pacioretty deal. Th- that's that's uh, right. Tatar, that's right. Tatar yeah. went there as well. Sorry, am I, I, I'm following. I'm, I'm looking at the other. I was looking at Carolina, but go ahead with what you're saying. Dandenoff. Dandenoff. Yeah, Dandenoff. Evgeny right. Dandenoff was making $5 million. They tried to dump him at the trade deadline. Right. They screwed that up royally. And now Dandenoff was traded to, to the Montreal Canadiens. I don't even know what he was traded for. I don't even think he was traded for anything. They, they, they just basically gave him up because they need... They need to. Uh, they need to get under the cap. Yeah, they're in cap trouble in Vegas. And the funny thing is, they've given all these guys up: Dannenoff, Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, you know, Max Pacioretty, Coglin, the the uh, the sixth overall pick, and they're still over the cap right now. They're still over the cap. It it's. I don't even know what to say. How how poorly that cap was was run. Do you know, right? Listen to me. So every team has a roster size of how many players? Uh, 13 forwards, seven or eight defense, and a couple goalies. I know Vegas only has nine guys, nine forwards signed, and they're already a million over. Okay, so listen to me. 23-man roster is a full roster in the NHL. I would say most teams in the NHL have a 23-man roster. Some teams elect to go with a 22-man roster, which means that they have two scratches sitting, okay? Some teams, because of cap impl- uh, implications, can't have that extra 23rd person, so they keep them in the minors, and if they need them, they call them up, and it only goes onto the cap when the, that person's up. So they save peanuts on the dollar, Okay. Vegas Golden Knights right now, with all of the moves that they've made to disassemble this team, are still $1.4 million over the cap. Now listen to this one. They have 16 players signed and they need 23. Wasn't there a team that had to play with only 17 skaters one night because they had cap issues? I can't remember I don't that. Think, I, I don't think that you can do that. I think that, that I think you have to have a full roster. Okay. I might have been have COVID. to might have been COVID completely different yeah. circumstances. Um, well, speaking of cap and term and everything, I'll just bring this up. I know I said that'll be the end of that conversation, but I'm sorry. I know the guy had a good stint there, but to bring Evander Kane back for four more years is absolutely ridiculous it's ridiculous 5.125 
good cap hit for a guy that can probably get you 70 points next year. Could get you 30 goals. Could be one of the best cap hit, cap-friendly deals on a, a team gets. But, I mean, I don't know about four years. I don't know. <sighs> well, I, I, that's I don't just know me. where to go with this one. You don't have to go anywhere. I just wanted to say that. You don't have to say anything. So you know, when I, that when your that silence kid, your silence is golden when the kid plays when the kid is on the ice and he's playing he is a fantastic hockey player and I mean truly a special hockey player he's fast he's got great size he can shoot the puck score goals he's physical. He plays nasty. He makes a lot of guys nervous in this league. Not five or six or seven guys, but the rest of the league are super nervous of Evander Kane. And he's a hell of a hockey player. It's just all of the other stuff. For the past 12 years of this young guy's career, his off-the-ice issues, for me, over trumps anything that he does on the ice. I just would not have him on my team. I wouldn't have him on my team. And, you know, right now you're, you're sitting in Edmonton. They're so desperate because nobody, and I mean, nobody wants to play at Edmonton. Remember that game that we used to play Petey? I bring this up. I've brought this up before. We used to play this game. You know, we're bored as shit. We're, we're, you know, we're leaving Philadelphia and we're flying out to go someplace else. Uh, I don't know, you know, just anywhere. And we're sitting on the bus ride, going to the airport after the game. And we're just sitting there talking amongst the guys, you know, after a game. And we, we talk about places that you would not want to play. Where's your top five? And I'm not kidding you. Edmonton is without question the number one number one and 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 you want to know something and i feel bad saying that because they have an amazing fan base and great uniforms but they have an amazing and they have the great brand new arena and a brand new arena but the weather is dog shit because it was snowing in the winter or in the summertime there during third round of playoffs and the fucking airport is an hour and 10 minutes away every time you land remember that yeah do you remember that part of it Guys yes, hated going to Edmonton because we're all spoiled athletes, you know, making good money. Didn't they have a casino in Edmonton that we went to all the time? I don't know. I never went to a casino in Edmonton. That's for sure. I didn't ever do anything in Edmonton. Yeah. Well, how many times did you eat in the hotel, in the hotel restaurant? No, I went out for dinner in Edmonton, but I didn't. I, I, yeah, I did. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. I, I, Edmonton was just a. It was, I remember it was my last time in Edmonton. We were there. I was there with the New Jersey Devils. And I remember where we went for dinner. We went to uh, Ruth. There's a Ruth Chris there, I think. Okay. And that's where we went for dinner. Yeah. Well, Edmonton is not drawing. They are not drawing any unrestricted free agents. And they're in such shambles. Like right now, the, the, just the team is... You know, thank God. Why do you that think they, the league rigged the draft for them to get McDavid because Rogers had all that money put into a TV deal over there in Canada, and they were building a new rink that was called the Rogers Center. Like, how are you going to do that in Edmonton with uh, Nugent Hopkins? Yeah, you know, like, come on. I mean, Edmonton is a—it's a tough. Pl- Look at Winnipeg. 
Why? Why do you? Th- I know Rick Bonus is an amazing guy, but why do you? Winnipeg was one of the best teams in the league two and a half years ago. You know why no one? You know why Patrick Line is out of there? You know why Dubois doesn't want to be there? You know why they landed Rick Bonus and not Barry Trotz and not other people? And you want to know why Shifley wants out? And you want to know why Wheeler wants out? You want to know why Andrew Kopp excelled in fucking New York? Because Winnipeg sucks too. Great fan base. You play there. You play hard. They're amazing. But that's not where players want to be. No offense. It's no different. Edmonton and Winnipeg are the and Ottawa are the exact same. You want to cross the border and come here? Are you going to throw Montreal in there too? No, fuck no. Why? Because Montreal. You just basically said great fan base. Montreal's got a great fan base. But it's also extremely hard to play there. You know, well, it right? might it might be, and maybe you can say that. Oh well, the type of player you were is one thing. I don't know. I would have loved to experience Toronto. I would have loved to experience Montreal. I, if I if 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 I signed in Ottawa, I'd be like, yeah, I'm excited to be a senator because that's probably the only fucking offer I got. If I'm in Winnipeg, I'm I'm thinking if that's if am I signed in Winnipeg, it's probably because it's the only offer I got. You think I wanted to sign in New Jersey? Yeah. No, it was literally the only offer that I had I'll on the table. I'll give you a great. I'll give you. Well, a I'm sitting example. there and I'm thinking I didn't have the 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 luxury of being picky, but I can tell you if I did, if I did, wouldn't be any of those places. Is it great to play in Vancouver? Yeah, fucking Vancouver is amazing. Say, say it again. Great yes. fan base. Great fan base. Okay, Edmonton. But it's Vancouver. Edmonton. Is it great is it- to play in Edmonton? Great, great team to play for. Coming to the rink, it's awesome. It's not, it's not where I want to go. Calgary? I'd go to Calgary. Mm, really? It's the difference I between would. Calgary and Edmonton. Nothing. Calgary's uh, building sucks, by the way. It's a joke. Okay? Yeah, I probably would. Then you, go, then you have Winnipeg, Manitoba. What, what are you going to say again? Great. They're great all fan great base, fan bases. Great fan base. Just uh, not really maybe not everybody wants to live in super freaking cold weather and have slush and shit all over their car and salt. And then you just keep going Ottawa. No, no average fan base, you know, average fan base, average team, you know, uh, Toronto. Yes. Great, great fan base, but you're still dealing with, but for me, it's the history of the franchise. Like that's like asking a baseball player. If the Yankees sucked, would you go play for the Yankees? And the answer is absolutely yes. It's the fucking Yankees. Like, what do you mean? No, Lakers suck. You want to go play for the Lakers? Absolutely. Celtics? Absolutely. The history of the team. Like, you know, it's, you know, the fans are there. You know, they're passionate. So where I'm getting at, where I'm getting at. What are we getting at here? This is where I'm coming. That's why Edmonton signed Kane because they're desperate. So you have all these teams, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Their their climates are completely different than going down to play for the Florida Panthers. Okay. Now hear me out for a second. When you go out in Toronto and you're a Toronto Maple Leaf and you're Mitch Marner, there is not a place in Ontario where you can hide. Well, let me scale one back for you. I, when I was retired, I went up to Toronto to see a former teammate of ours. Leafs weren't very good. 
They had a bunch of misfits on their team. And it was a Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, and I think they beat the Hawks that night. Maybe they lost to the Hawks. I don't remember. I was so drunk during the game, it didn't matter. I was hanging out with Alicia Cuthbert all night in the, in the family suite watching the game. <laughs> I swear to God, it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm a big Dion Phaneuf fan, so I, I mean, I was just praising Dion, but I'm just like, hey. But anyway, so we went out after. Went out for a bite to eat. And then met the whole team at this place called the Brandt House, which I had been to before. And it is, it was awesome. If you're into that, I was into that. And we went out. My God, the Leafs sucked, but people were hanging off of them. Like we walked into this restaurant, it was loaded with people, and just everyone looked. Not at me. It was with the guys that I was with. And you know what I mean? And like you go sit down, they, are hockey sick up there okay. and i and i and to me i'm and sitting I'm gonna, there and i'm thinking why wouldn't you want that not the not that you have to go out and absorb it all but why wouldn't you want that thirst for hockey where you're playing i got anyway yes i would wanted to play there and and and, and here's my whole point it fucking wears you out i remember saturday night Bell Center, little 3-2 win over, you know, the Ottawa Senators. I go out, stop my car right in front of Buena Note, flip the guy in my keys. I don't even know if he's a freaking uh, valet guy. <laughs> just, just anybody. There is a lineup. Hey, Craig Rivet, give me his car keys. Let's go for Listen, a drive. There is a lineup down the street trying to get into this, this bar slash restaurant. I walk in. There's a table of 16 in the middle of this place. That is waiting for the guys in the team to walk in. The habitants. The place is going absolutely ape shit. It took ole, me ole, 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 ole. Oh, I bet. Like, I'm I just bet. doing the ole. Like, I'm like, you know, like it, it becomes like tiresome. You know, you walk down the street with your wife and you're just going to go to a movie and you got these guys that just constantly are all over you. Oh, picture. Oh, you like, and it's like, you know, you do your best to smile and you're just like, fuck, I'm just worn out. And it happens over, over time, like Mitch Martin. And you know what happens to the, to the top guys that are just getting bombarded. They start to hide themselves. They start to stop going out in public. They start to eating at restaurants that no one knows about in the middle of nowhere because they want privacy and they, and it wears on you. And I'm going to give you a great example. Like you asked me 20 minutes ago, you know, you look at your cousin, Mac Weger. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of his names being thrown around Ottawa. Yes. He's an Ottawa kid. He's a Canadian kid. Would he love to play for the Ottawa Senators? Absolutely. Just not right now. Not at this point in his career. When he's done his career, he'll have his tour there. Not right now. You want to know why? Is because he can sit in Florida and hide. I went out with him. I went out with him. Most well-known you know, Italian restaurant right on the strip there, Louis Bossi or whatever it was. The th- place was jam-packed. We walked in. We had a place at the back. Had an unbelievable di- uh, dinner. 
They just thought you were some pale snowbird, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the bill comes, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to know what the price of this bill is. And Did the lady Mac pick up, up the bill? Well, I, was, I wasn't paying for it. I haven't had a paycheck in 10 years. I'm thinking to myself, hey, hey I'm, I'm trying to reach for my wallet. I'm like, hey, Mac, <laughs> the, let me get this the one. The old fake reach. I, I'm trying to like, I'm like where, where is that thing, you know? And he looks at me, he's laughing his head off. And all of a sudden, the lady comes up. She goes, Bill's paid for, guys. Where I'm like, what? And, and Max, like, what? You know, who, who was it? You know, Bill Zito. GM for the, the Florida Panthers was at the same restaurant sitting in a corner booth, you know, and saw us at the back there. And uh, he ended up picking up our, our, our tab. But here's the thing. Do you know how many times someone came up to Mac? None. Zero. Because no one gives a shit about Florida Panthers. It's exactly what I told you about no one... Marty Berdura in New Jersey. He sits in the middle of a restaurant. No one bothers him. If that was anywhere else, it's the because same thing. Because Marty Berdura is like, a god in the game of hockey in the National Hockey League, but and, I, and I hate to Weger say it. in a real hockey market is getting bombarded. 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 New you think York. he wants to go to Ottawa and have to go out and just have this constant, like, you know, is he people, single or married? Uh, is he married? He, I I don't I don't really know. Is he engaged? No. Okay, so no, he doesn't want to go to Ottawa. No, I, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is this is why going back to the conversation about Ottawa, it's not or or, or or Edmonton. It's not just about. It's not just about Edmonton being a shitty place. You know, it's not about that. It's it's a lot of these players. You know, if you have the opportunity to cipher back and forth where you want to play, hey, I want to play. You know, I I have an opportunity to play in Edmonton. With Connor McDavid. But I also have an opportunity to take a little bit less money to go and play with uh, Nate McKinnon in Colorado. Colorado has more sunny days than any place in North America. And it's an absolutely beautiful place. So that's what I'm trying to say. Tampa Bay's, the Florida's, the, those San Jose is, is, is just, is, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. The Rocky Mountain High, baby. Literally. And high. that's, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad for teams like Winnipeg because the, the fan base, like you said, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, their fan base is electric. It is cr- incredible. They're going to they're gonna be, it, be hard-pressed to get players there. And that's the league's fault for jamming teams and markets. Well, it's not about it's being jam, a bad jam. market. Let's grow. Let's grow. We want to be the same amount of teams as the you NFL. Go to Carolina. All these weak markets. Like, so you're, you're Sebastian Ajo that's sitting in Carolina. Do you think anybody knows who Sebastian Ajo is in Carolina? No. Probably think he's just some kid from uh, NC State. Yeah. They, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They care about, uh, you know, Carolina uh, basketball. That's what they care. About. That's what they care about down there, and that's Tar what Hills. I'm talking about. These, these players, too. these players like to be in cities where they're not bothered. Now it's it's an honor to it's an honor to play in Montreal, Toronto. These markets that have such history, 
but they are not easy places to play. And you can go above and beyond looking past that, you know, Montreal, their tax bracket, 54%. Why would you go to, why would you go to Montreal and get taxed 54% on a contract when you can stay in Florida and get taxed 38%? The amount of money that you're saving is, is tremendous. Well, well said. Well said. Fair enough. A lot in there. A lot in there. Great stuff today. I look forward to our chat with uh, Vanek. You know what I want to ask him? Remind me to ask him this. When he signed or left these teams and somebody else just signed with the team. Oh, fucking Michael Delzato. How many teams has he played for? He, he's played for like nine teams. I think he's on. He did a double run somewhere. Can't remember where it was, but he did a double run. I think maybe Anaheim or somewhere. He's going on his ninth team. So I just want to ask Van, did he ever have to do one of these public goodbyes that these players do after they completely just stab a knife in the back of their franchise and go and sign with another team? Anyway, great stuff today. How many teams is Delzato on? I know you're looking it up right now. Eight. He had a... uh, played for eight. He's going on to nine. He just signed... Did not sign in... um, He just left Ottawa and signed somewhere else. Where's he going? Come on, know the league, Craig. That's what you say if someone doesn't know what's going on. Know, know the fucking league. You don't know do homework. Michael Delzato, where's he going? I'm I think he signed with a place, and I don't know what it is. Of course he signed with a place. So I'm asking you. But I, he signed with a place that I think he's going to be in the minors. No. Michael Delzato signed with Florida. <sighs> That's right. I should know that. Yeah, you should have known that. That's why I was saying. He signed a contract for seven fifty. Pays him four fifty in the minors. Yeah. So he's a depth guy, but this will be. His. What, what were your thoughts on uh, Murray? Three, four, five. Six, Brett Murray. Seven. Brett Murray just signed with uh, the Sabers. One way contract. Seven fifty. One way. Got a one way. Got a one way. Yeah, you know why he got a one-way? Because I think it counts against the cap either way, up or down. That's all. They need to get out. Yeah. You know, they're paying him. They're paying him to be a stud in Rochester next year and maybe play some games in Buffalo or add some size here. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they're going to put all these players here in Buffalo, to be honest with you. So that's something to keep an eye out for. They've got a depth chart of about <laughs> 19 forwards. That it can, has to be the best depth chart in the league. Well, you it is, think? and it's the youngest. But I'm just saying, like, where are all these guys going to play? Because... I do think Matt Savoy plays a couple games at the start of the year, sign his entry-level deal. No way. And that's another conversation I want to have. Why do these fucking kids sign away their, their careers? Like, what happened to a first-round pick going back to junior unsigned and then maybe signing and then going back to junior and signing by July 1st or he goes back in the draft? What these, do you want him to do? What do you, like, I don't understand. Well, do you know what happens? They get affected by a slide. So if he plays less than 10 games this year, less than 10 games next year, his entry-level deal is now five years. So they get their signing bonus for the first three years of it, but then after that, they're in the minors or whatever they're doing. Or like, It makes no sense why they... It's great for the teams. It's not great for the players, and they sign them right away. All these kids, It's not the NFL. 
So you're what you're saying is Matt Savoy, Ausland, and Kulik all signed their entry level deals. And I saw some other other young guys from other teams do the same thing. They will have their 18 year and 19 year in junior, but then they will have three years after that. Yeah. Turns into a four year deal. So like if, if Matt Savoy doesn't play a year of, uh, in the NHL or more than 10 games, that's why all these young kids play nine games. Doesn't eat a year of their contract. So Matt Savoy could play zero games or he could play nine games. Then he's still on a three-year deal. And then next year he could play zero games or nine games. Then he's still on a three-year deal. So his minor league salary could kick in at, at 20, yeah. but he's been signed for two years. Yeah, Matt Savoy still has two years junior eligibility. You remember when guys would, actually more than that, but typically guys would be drafted first overall, second overall. Like Chris Phillips went back almost went back in the draft. He was almost in my draft. He was drafted in '96, number one overall in my brothers. He went back to junior for two years. Or, or no, wait. He almost didn't sign his entry level deal, and then he would he could have played out one more year of junior and gone back. I'm going to double check that, but I'm pretty sure he, I know he went back to junior for one more year. So my point is, I don't know why these guys sign these contracts. Well, I don't have that uh, that answer, but uh, they're getting their signing bonus. Well, the sign. I mean, the signing bonus is nice, but it's not what it used to be. I mean, it's not like you're you're you know, signing away your signing away two years of, of hockey for a million bucks or even seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Like they're getting ninety five thousand a year for three years. Great money for a nineteen, eighteen year old kid. Yeah. Okay. Most kids are taking out that much in college debt. My point is is that they're giving up a year of 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 their deal. It's beneficial for the teams. I don't know why they do it. Maybe a conversation. We'll ask Vanek this tomorrow. That's a that's a great question that I would like to have the answer to, and I'll have it. Uh, I'll have it tomorrow. I'll ask that. Why is it beneficial for a young player to sign that deal? If 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 the only reason is to get that that signing bonus, right? Because it's two hundred eighty five thousand over three years, right? So you get yeah. ninety five grand a year. So next year. This year, Matt Savoy will get a $95,000 check, get tax 50% on it. And, uh, you know, he'll, uh, he'll be able to what? Put, put some, you know, buy, money. Buy a car, you know, go back to junior, buy a few rounds of beers for the boys at the bar out west. I mean, it's but great. also training. I'm, th- I'm thinking about training things like, you know, paying for extra skating coaches, extra you know, your personal trainer that you have over the summer for three months, uh, these types of things. Do you not think that that's going to be something that is going to be incorporated into the young person's life? And I would have thought that they would have, you know, they bring him in here for rookie camp and maybe he goes home for a week and he comes back for six weeks before camp. I mean, why wouldn't these kids start moving here and coming and spending their summers here? Or at least in their respective draft places. If you're drafted. I think, I think you need that that time to, to, to regenerate the brain. You need to take a step away from hockey. Every player does it. Every player does it. You have to, you have to step away because I'm going to, I think you get more benefits from stepping away. 
everyone's like push, 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 push more, more, more. That is not beneficial. By stepping away sometimes and recharging the batteries, you come back stronger, even though you did nothing. I, I think that's hard for people to grasp. All right. Well, he does. He gets 95,000 this year, next year, and the year after. And he may, I mean, he may not play any games for the next two years. I mean, I don't think he should play any games next year, but that's just me. So great chatting with you. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.